On Thursday, January 18th, state lawmakers and advocates held a news conference calling for the adoption of the State Packaging Reduction and Recycling Infrastructure Act. The bill will reduce plastic packaging by 50% over 12 years to dramatically reduce waste, improve recyclability of packaging, and slash greenhouse gas emissions associated with plastic which are currently on track to outpace the emissions from coal by 2030. In part two of our coverage, we hear from Judith Ank of Beyond Plastic, who among many other things is my wife, as well as the responses by her and Senator Harkham, one of the bill lead sponsors, to questions from reporters. Environmental advocates and over 200 organizations have signed on to a memo of support that we're releasing today. It includes support from local governments. I want to put a little bit of a finer point on the issue of New York City exporting waste. Mayor Adams announced uh, his budget uh, just two days ago, and he's proposing $477 million to send waste outside of the city. Understandably, there are no landfills or incinerators in New York City. This means Diesel trucks barreling up the thruway going to the Finger Lakes to have waste landfilled. It means trucks going to the Covanta garbage incinerator in Newark, an environmental justice community in the Ironbound section of Newark, where waste is burned. We all grew up understanding reduce, reuse, recycle. This bill gets us to reduce and reuse. And it is really important that it is adopted this year. I'm going to go into some of the details why it's important, but I, before I share words, I just want to share a visual with you. What does this mean? What does waste reduction mean? Well, we have a colleague at Environmental Advocates who ordered a package through this little mom and pop company that starts with A. It arrived in this envelope, and then this envelope, and then this envelope, and then finally this little packaging for her eco highlighters that she ordered for her children. She wanted the children to use wood highlighters rather than plastic highlighters. And for that little package, we get all of this. So what does this bill mean? It means probably one package and maybe Amazon will follow FedEx in using cardboard rather than plastic. This also means a lot less waste that taxpayers have to pay for, for disposal or recycling. The United States has become the top generator of plastic in the country. And that's not because you and I vote for more plastic. It's because plastic has always been made from oil and chemicals. Now it's made from chemicals and ethane, a byproduct of hydrofracking. So you can draw a direct line between the increase in fracked gas and the increase in plastic. We have to pass this bill this year to save tax dollars, to also save our ocean. Plastic litter goes into rivers and streams, gets into the ocean. Scientists tell us that unless the status quo changes, by 2025, for every three pounds of fish in the ocean, there's one pound of plastic. So it's an ocean issue. It's a climate issue. 
Beyond Plastics did a report looking at greenhouse gases from production, use, and disposal of plastic. Plastics will exceed greenhouse gases from coal-fired power plants by 2030. Uh, in New York, 12% of greenhouse gas emissions are related to waste. Plastic recycling doesn't work. It's not just plastics are not designed to be recycled. Keep recycling your cardboard, your paper, your metal, your glass. But a 5 to 6% recycling rate for plastics is abysmal. And we need to recognize that even though plastic companies lie to us and tell us you can recycle in your recycling bin, most plastic is not recyclable. Now the plastics and chemical industry and fossil fuel companies are pushing something called chemical recycling, which is terrible. It's high heat of plastics to create new fossil fuel. The last thing we need, or there are a couple facilities that are attempting to use um, solvents and chemicals to turn old plastic into new plastic. And a big problem there is it doesn't work, but it generates a tremendous amount of hazardous waste. So we have to make sure that people are not fooled into thinking that chemical recycling is some kind of solution. So this bill very wisely does not allow for so-called chemical recycling to count as recycling. The environmental justice issues here are huge. At Beyond Plastics, we work with allies from Louisiana, Texas, Appalachia, where most plastic is generated and which is making people very, very sick. We're concerned about the transportation of chemicals to make plastics. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the East Palestine train derailment in Ohio. The five train cars that were put on fire were carrying vinyl chloride. Over 99% of vinyl chloride is used to make plastics and has been touched on. This is a health issue. Microplastics are everywhere. They're in the air. They're in drinking water. They're in our bodies. There are scientific papers documenting microplastics in our blood, lungs, breast milk, and the human placenta, both the maternal side and the fetal side. So what are we going to do about this? We're going to pass this bill. When this bill becomes law, it will be transformational. I think this bill is not only the most important environmental bill of the session, I think it's the most important environmental bill of the decade. If we get a strong bill in New York without loopholes that really drives 50% reduction in plastic, other states will follow. So now we've got a question um, from Marie French from Politico. Maybe mostly for Senator Harkum, but if, if any of the advocates want to weigh in, of course, always welcome. Um, Senator, you had mentioned that, you know, there was obviously a legislative hearing and you were going to like consider whether there needed to be any changes um, to the bill based on that feedback that you got. Um, are there any areas that you're that you're looking at for that? And um, or do you feel that given the the support from a you know broad sort of coalition of environmental groups, the bill as it stands is is what should move forward? Uh, Chair Glick and I are are discussing that right now. So I, I, I don't want to talk about things that we may we may want to do. I think the important thing is, any changes we make, we're not going to negotiate against ourselves. I think it would be things that could enhance the bill as opposed to detract from the bill. Uh, as I said, Chair Glick and I are discussing those. And um, We've got a question from Megan Quinn from Waste Dive. Is it expected that EPR will be included in the governor's budget? Judith, do you want to answer this one? 
Hi, Megan. Um, I love reading Waste Dive. That's what I do on a Friday night. The governor proposed her budget on Tuesday, and there was no packaging proposal in her budget this year, as there was the last two years. And we've got another question. Tracy Tullis from Newsday. Um, are the plastics and f- fossil fuel industries mobilizing to lobby against the bill? Judith, you can take this one too. Yes. This is David versus Goliath on steroids. We are up against fossil fuel lobbyists, chemical company lobbyists, and plastics companies and consumer product packaging companies who unwisely say, don't reduce packaging, you can chemically recycle it. I think this will probably be one of the most spirited bills um, lobbied on this legislative session. Um, I think it's a big priority for various special interests, maybe not to kill the bill, but to weaken it as much as possible. And we have to make sure that there are no loopholes, unintended consequences. And that's why it's so important that we've got these great sponsors who are in the weeds on the details. Um, So I think this is going to be a super busy session. And the only way we counter this massive industry opposition is with people power. And that's our plan. This has been Mark Dunley for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.